0: Are there different types of intelligence? Have you heard about emotional intelligence? Are you emotionally intelligent? Does only IQ lead to success? Is there any factor equally or even more important than IQ in determining success? What is more important IQ or EQ? Hello. Welcome to the Psych Podcast. In today's episode, I am going to talk about Emotional Intelligence, that is, E.I. In 1995, Time Magazine asked the question, What's your EQ? on its cover and stated, It's not your IQ, it's not even a number, but Emotional Intelligence may be the best predictor of success in life, redefining what it means to be smart. This attracted extensive media coverage towards emotional intelligence. The general notion of EQ that is, emotional quotient became widely known rapidly. It appeared in many magazine and newspaper articles, in popular books and also in two popular comic strips. Years of study show that the more emotional intelligence someone has, the better their performance. Having knowledge, skills, smarts and vision. Sure makes a person great at their job, but it is emotional intelligence that distinguishes the world's most successful leaders. Companies today are increasingly looking through the lens of emotional intelligence when hiring, promoting and developing their employees. Emotional intelligence brings together the fields of emotion and intelligence. It views emotions as useful sources of information that helps us make sense of the social environment and navigate it. There are different types of intelligence. IQ, the most commonly known, is the cognitive ability to reason and solve problems. People believe having a higher IQ results in high grades, good academic performance and eventually leads to success. But is IQ the sole factor or the only predictor of success? Daniel Goleman, a psychologist and author of the book Emotional Intelligence, noted that At best, IQ contributes about 20% to the factors that determine life's success, which leaves 80% to other factors. EQ can be as powerful as IQ and at times more powerful than IQ. A Harvard Business School research determined that EQ counts for twice as much as IQ and technical skills combined in determining who will be successful. In 2003, Harvard Business Review reported that 80% of competencies that differentiate top performers from others are in the domain of emotional intelligence. This may come as a surprise to you, but researchers who have worked with leading-edge organizations around the world have learned that the smartest people in an organization are not always the most effective. Emotional intelligence distinguishes the most productive employees from the average. In a very short span of time, emotional intelligence has gained attention, popularity, and due credit for the important role it plays in our lives. Still, not everyone has a complete understanding of this concept. Most people fail to realize that mastering emotional intelligence does not come naturally. Let's say, for example, a manager considers themselves an emotionally intelligent person. They believe so because they are a well liked manager who is kind, respectful, nice to be around and sensitive to the needs of others but still they often wonder why despite having all the qualities of emotional intelligence do they still feel stuck in their career. Here, the problem is in how the manager is defining emotional intelligence. They are defining EI too narrowly. By focusing on their sociability and likability, they are losing sight of all other essential emotional intelligence traits they may be lacking, the ones that can make them a stronger, more effective leader. What the said manager is facing is a common trap faced by most of us. It can be overcome by gaining a wider understanding of emotional intelligence which is what we are going to dive into in this episode. So if you are interested in learning more about emotional intelligence, its essential components and its importance, then continue listening. So what is emotional intelligence? Just as intelligence is the ability to think to learn from experience, to solve problems and to adapt to new situations, emotional intelligence is the ability to identify, perceive, manage and regulate emotions. It is the ability to recognize your emotions, understand what they are telling you and realize how your emotions affect people around you. Emotional intelligence includes the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and those of the people around you. The term Emotional Intelligence was created by two psychologists Peter Salloway and John Mayer in their article Emotional Intelligence in 1990. It was later popularized by Daniel Goleman in his 1996 book Emotional Intelligence – Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. Salloway and Mayer are usually credited with coining the term Emotional Intelligence although the term was used and the concept was explored before that by Wayne Payne in 1985 in his doctoral dissertation. Coming to the definition of emotional intelligence, there is no one definition, it varies depending on who defines it, but each definition has its own merit. One definition holds that emotional intelligence is the capacity for recognizing our own feelings and those of others, for motivating ourselves and for managing emotions effectively in ourselves and others. According to Dana Ackley, a practitioner, Emotional quotient is the intelligent use of emotions. There are three major models of EQ and each of them describes this integration of intelligence and emotions. Each also shares the belief that people with high EQ use various skills or abilities to manage their own emotions and to influence the emotions of others. Is EQ an innate intelligence or a skill that can be learnt? Emotional intelligence is certainly an important and desired component to have in humans. But is it an intelligence that we are inherently born with like IQ or is it a skill that we can learn? If EQ is the intelligent use of emotions, then how do people become good at the integration of logic and emotion? Salovey and Mayer argue that the ability to learn EQ skills arises out of an inborn form of intelligence. They maintain that just as IQ predicts one's ability to learn cognitive material, EQ predicts one's ability to learn emotional skills. Their model is referred to as an ability model as they see EQ as a form of innate intelligence, a largely inborn set of abilities that impact the ways in which people manage their own emotions and understand and influence emotions in others. Although Salloway and Mayer believe that people can improve their EQ skills, they believe that the extent to which they can do so is limited by the amount of ability to learn EQ that they were born with. In contrast, Goldman and Baron argue that EQ is a set of skills that are learnable, so their models are referred to as trait models. According to them, having a high level of emotional intelligence or a high emotional quotient is not something set in stone. They assert that EI is a skill we can develop and our EQ can grow throughout our lives. Now we understand what emotional intelligence is, at least in a broad sense. Next, let's understand if EI is a skill that can be learned and developed, then what are those abilities that need to be worked on? A formal definition of emotional intelligence proposed by Salovey and Mayer states that EI is the ability to monitor one's own and others' feelings, to discriminate among them and to use this information to guide one's thinking and action. This definition was later refined and broken down into four proposed abilities that are distinct yet related. Perceiving, Using, Understanding and Managing Emotions These are the four branches that describe the way people recognize and manage their own emotions and the way people may attempt to influence the emotions of others. Emotional intelligence has been defined in many ways by different psychologists but I'll explain it in detail by focusing on the four branch model by Mayer and Salovey, as I believe their model elaborates every essential factor of emotional intelligence and is short and uncomplicated. As I already mentioned, their model categorizes emotional intelligence as a set of four related abilities. Perceiving, Using, Understanding and Managing Emotions Perceiving Emotions The first branch of emotional intelligence, Perceiving Emotions, involves the ability to identify emotions in ourselves, in others and as represented by objects such as pictures as well as the ability to express emotions accurately. It is the ability to detect and decipher emotions in faces, pictures, voices and cultural artefacts. It includes the ability to identify one's own emotions. For example, if you feel cheated on, insulted or vengeful, the emotion you're most probably feeling is anger. Perceiving emotions is also the ability to identify the emotions of others. For example, if your sibling is heartbroken and crying, you recognize that they are sad. Perceiving emotions may represent the most basic aspect of emotional intelligence as it makes the processing of all other emotional information possible. Using Emotions The second branch, using emotions, is the ability to make use of emotions to facilitate various cognitive activities such as thinking and problem solving. It involves using emotions and feelings to prioritize thought, prioritize what we pay attention and react to and helps in making judgments. Changes in mood lead to changes in perspective. For instance, being in a slightly sad mood helps people conduct careful, methodical work. So this emotion would help in completing a difficult and tedious task that requires deductive reasoning and attention to detail in a short amount of time. Conversely, a happy mood can stimulate creative and innovative thinking. An emotionally intelligent person can capitalize fully upon their changing moods in order to best fit the task at hand. Understanding emotions The third branch that is understanding emotions involves labeling emotions accurately, understanding emotions and relationships, understanding complex feelings and understanding transitions between emotions. Labeling emotions accurately is very important and people often misunderstand and mislabel their emotions or those of others. For example, you might feel annoyed and lose your temper easily and label this as anger. But actually, the reason behind your feelings might be anxiety or sadness. Understanding emotions also includes the ability to be sensitive to slight variations between emotions such as the difference between happy and aesthetic, stressed and anxious. Furthermore, it includes the ability to recognize and describe how emotions evolve over time, such as how shock can turn into grief. Understanding emotions, especially of others, also involves interpreting the cause of the person's emotion and what it could mean. The emotions we perceive can carry a wide variety of meanings. For example, if your boss is angry and has shouted at you, there might be different reasons behind their anger. It might mean that they are dissatisfied with your work or it could be because they got stuck in traffic on their way to work that morning or that they have been fighting with their partner and may be displacing their anger onto you. Understanding emotions and their cause helps us understand the person better and thus manage our emotions more efficiently. Managing Emotions The fourth branch of emotional intelligence is managing emotions. Managing emotions consists of the ability to regulate emotions in both ourselves and in others. It involves the ability to stay open to feelings, engaging and detaching from feelings as and when appropriate and managing emotions in oneself and attempting to influence them in others. Let's try to understand each aspect of this branch one at a time. First, managing emotions in self. Can you think of a time when you had lost control of your emotions and expressed more intensely than you should have, like for example crying at your workplace, shouting at a colleague or screaming out of excitement on hearing good news in a public space? Instances where you lose control over your emotions and its expression can be embarrassing and it is important to have control over them. Managing your emotions would mean having control over them, managing one's internal states and impulses. It includes the ability to decide which emotion would be appropriate in the situation so as to engage with those emotions and also understand which emotions to detach from. It also includes being open to your feelings. For example, if your friend has achieved something, you may feel proud and happy for them. But you might also experience feelings of jealousy. Or the same two emotions, happiness and jealousy may be experienced when your partner is more successful in their career than you are. It is natural to feel these emotions and healthy self-management of emotion would involve acknowledging both emotions and also not letting the negative emotions overpower the positive ones. The second aspect of this fourth branch is the ability to manage the emotions of others. An emotionally intelligent person can harness emotions, even negative ones, to influence the emotions of others. They are able to use their emotions and manage them to achieve their intended goals. For example, an emotionally intelligent politician might increase their own anger and use it to deliver a powerful speech in order to arouse anger in others. A coach may express their excitement and faith in winning before the match to increase the team's motivation. A parent may hide their stress about some financial issue to keep their child away from worrying. I'll explain these four branches of emotional intelligence and how they relate to the intelligent use of emotions with one common example. You and your friend are getting ready for a dance performance that will start in an hour. You feel energetic and are looking forward to performing on stage. You recognize that you are feeling excited but notice that your friend seems nervous. They are silent and seem to be lost in their thoughts. You express your excitement to them by commenting energetically on how you can't wait to finally go on stage and perform what you have been rehearsing every day for the last few weeks. This is branch 1. Perceiving emotions. You identify your as well as your friend's emotions through non-verbal behavior like facial expression and also express your emotions accurately. Your excitement leads you to think about the parts of the performance that you look forward to and the impact on the audience you anticipate that it will have. It also helps you to anticipate what you need to prepare like rehearsing the routine in your mind, doing little body warm-up exercises before the performance. Your friend's nervousness may be leading them to think about what could go wrong on stage and their general fear of embarrassment in public. Although the event is the same that is a dance performance and both of you have rehearsed for it equally, yours and your friend's perspective are very different. This is branch 2 using emotions that is the ability to harness emotions to facilitate thinking and problem solving. As you tell your friend that you are excited about the performance, you understand that part of your excitement is based on your relationship with your friend, someone with whom you enjoy dancing. As you think about their nervousness, you begin to feel a little apprehensive that they may back out or underperform or forget the routine or some step while on stage. You recognize that this apprehension of yours is now leading you to be a little less excited. This is the third branch, understanding emotions. Now you realize that as you show more excitement, your friend expresses more nervousness. You control and bring your excitement to a lower level so that you can listen more closely to your friend's concerns to understand what is making them nervous. Your tuning in to what they are saying helps your friend to open up about their feelings and feel heard, which helps them become less apprehensive and more motivated to overcome their concerns. This is the last branch managing emotions of yourself and others. Emotional intelligence is an important asset and it can predict success in important domains such as academic performance, psychological adjustment, as well as personal and work relationships. Understanding and managing our own and others' emotions, that is the two of the four branches of emotional intelligence, helps us to be more successful in both our personal and professional lives. In our personal lives, emotional intelligence can help us manage our emotions when we are stressed or feeling overwhelmed have uncomfortable conversations without hurting others' feelings and improve our relationships with the people we care about. At work, emotional intelligence helps us resolve conflicts, build psychological safety within teams, coach and motivate others and overall helps create a culture of collaboration. Researchers suggest that a greater ability to manage emotions can benefit work performance in many ways. EQ has been linked to better task performance, Organizational citizenship behaviors of employees, higher company rank is, higher designation and higher scores of stress tolerance and interpersonal facilitation. Using emotional intelligence in the workplace can improve decision making, help social interactions run smoothly and enhance employees' ability to deal with stressful times. EQ has been linked to higher company rank which means that emotional intelligence plays an important role in leadership. Leadership is a tough job and it is especially harder if you have trouble managing your own emotions or the emotions of those you lead. EQ has been found to predict leadership effectiveness, which means having higher EQ can predict that one would be an effective leader. In one study, researchers found that emotional intelligence, particularly understanding and managing emotions, was strongly related to positive transformational leadership behaviors of senior managers. A 2018 research study studied the relationship between emotional intelligence and leadership effectiveness. It found that emotional intelligence influences leadership effectiveness as it predicted the appropriateness of leader responses to subordinates emotions. This research finding can be used in practical work life. EI can be assessed and used as a selection tool for leadership positions. Also, leadership development programs can focus on developing the skills that are associated with emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence can also predict success in academic performance. One study published in 2020 examined the degree to which student emotional intelligence is associated with academic performance. Analysis suggests that EI is the third most important predictor of academic performance after intelligence and conscientiousness That is their detailed focus and planfulness. The study found that students' emotional intelligence shows a small to moderate association with students' academic performance. The researchers proposed three reasons for this association. Students with higher emotional intelligence are better at 1. Regulating emotions like test anxiety and frustration at school. 2. Building relationship with teachers and other students. And three, understanding human motivations, interactions, and social relationships as required for humanity subjects like history and English literature. So, we have learned that emotional intelligence, that is, the ability to identify and monitor one's own and others' emotions, plays such an important role and leads a person towards success not just academic, financial and career success, but also success with emotional and mental fulfillment. Although emotional intelligence was discovered quite recently in the 1990s, it created interest and rapidly gained popularity leading to several research being done to observe its effects in children, adolescents and adults. Researchers are on the right track in studying the impact emotional regulation makes and have proved that learning emotional intelligence helps build better relationships, self-esteem and improve academic achievement in children. Despite the various positive impacts of emotional intelligence, the reality is that many people are still not aware of this concept. Schools and universities stress the importance of cognitive intelligence that is, IQ But hardly any school teaches their students the importance of emotional intelligence or even introduces them to the concept of E.I. Today, emotional intelligence has gained importance even in the field of artificial intelligence. There is a rapid emergence of emotional AI or affect recognition technology. Emotional artificial intelligence attempts to classify and respond to human emotions by reading facial expressions, scanning eye movements, analyzing voice levels, and searching sentiments expressed in emails. It is being used across many industries such as advertising, gaming, insurance, and call centers. Various industries from organizations to technology have recognized the importance of emotional intelligence and given its benefits in various areas of our lives, it is evident how important it is for people to be aware of this concept and work towards developing their skill. We observe today's generation is very career oriented. They may be successful in their respective careers but have issues in their personal lives, issues like relationship problems, friendship fallouts, anxiety or even depression. So much emphasis was put on intelligence, cognitive skills throughout their school life that they weren't taught how to deal with emotions of self and others. Even young children are dealing with extreme stress today and are eventually becoming consumed with low self-worth and self-esteem issues. To avoid these issues, schools need to implement an emotional intelligence curriculum. It can be as a subject or a chapter or just one guest lecture by a psychologist, but it is necessary to teach children about emotional intelligence at school level itself. Teaching how to understand and manage emotions is crucial for a child to thrive and become successful in society. When children know how to regulate their emotions when problems arise, they will have a better hold on how to overcome those obstacles instead of repressing their emotions to survive and then fighting the depression and anxiety that follows after. At an individual level, we can take the responsibility of creating more awareness about emotional intelligence among the people around us. If for now schools aren't teaching children about EI, then parents can teach their children about it. It is an important skill that may take time to develop and master but it will lead to positive outcomes in your life. So with this, we have reached the end of this episode. The purpose was to provide knowledge and a complete understanding of emotional intelligence to you all. I hope you have gained insight and liked the episode. Thank you for listening till the end. I'll see you in the next episodes. Till then, stay psyched.